What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around as a producer. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, which is the number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA championship, the NHL hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball football futures, and of course, all the latest fighting news from the MMA and UFC to boxing. And we have a deal for you. Sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's bet online, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Donald Duck Day to you. Thank you. I have a, I have a question. You, for ma- you. you made that one up. That one's not real. No, that's today. You, you were going to lead with it. You, you were going to go with another one, but you didn't. So I think you made that one yeah. up instead. National Strawberry Rhubarb Pie right, Day that, is also that was, today. That was the one you were going to go with, and you're like, I can't do it. I don't I, so no. I think you made the other one up. National Rhubarb Pie is day. actually pretty good. I don't know if that's a uh, take or not. Have you guys had rhubarb pie? No, but I, I'm aware of your mother is an, a wonderful baker, and so I'm sure you've had a lot more exposures to pies than I I'm have. up in Amish country, too. You go to Shady Maple Smorgasbord and get the Been rhubarb there, yeah. pie there. I've had it. It's what was that other pie you made me eat life. there? Uh, it's kind of like the shoe uh, fly pie. Shoe fly pie, yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, the so. molasses and yeah. Amish country with it's Kyle not good for you, but it's it's not good can for relate. Body, but it's can say I've soul. been there. Just trying to trying to get you married, man. We're having to deal with horses and buggies and all kinds of beautiful scenery and cool shops. That's right. Lots of lots of farmland and rubbing elbows with everybody wow. from the Amish Mafia show that I didn't realize was oh. like I grew up there was was unapparent to me, and then they made a show with Amish Mafia. It's like oh, okay, I was unaware. Like you could have been part of that, Kyle. It could have been your calling. It could have uh, missed opportunities. Yeah. Well, we've been going through quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, and looking at their situations. And you could make the case based off what we talked about with Jacksonville yesterday and Trevor Lawrence, that there was some missed opportunities there uh, with, with building a supporting cast around Trevor Lawrence amidst the head coaching change. I'm interested to see if we feel like the Jets, who uh, Jets fans will tell you had the greatest offseason in the history of the world, um, if we perceive the supporting cast for Zach Wilson to have been a missed opportunity or have gotten a lot better or somewhere in between, because that's the whole spirit of what we are doing. Uh, We looked at six individual traits, coaching, quarterback room, offensive line, run game, pass catchers, and defense, and scored on a one through five scale. One is horribad. Five is the best there ever was, and three is average. And uh, we did this for all five of these first-round quarterbacks last year. We did it for Kenny Pickett, and now we are doing it for our second of the five quarterbacks in year two. So we get to p- compare the situation for Zach now versus what it was one year ago. Chris? Six quarterbacks this year. We are adding a quarterback to the list because he's going to be Davis. the starter. Davis Mills is added. Davis. Oh, God. Oh, man. Please excuse me. Which we did not do last year, so that what would be that's a, that's a fresh cut. That's going to be brand new thoughts on Davis Mills. Look forward to him challenging for uh, – we'll save it. We won't do the pod before the pod. Yeah, we'll, we'll give Zach Wilson his day today. And what's interesting that's about right. Zach – what's interesting about Zach is um, along with Trey Lance to some extent, 
I would say that Zach Wilson is the quarterback, the 2021 first round quarterback where the franchise around them actually had the opportunity to build, right? Kind of like kept some things in place, but Mm -hmm. build around him where I know that Trey Lance is with San Francisco, but let's, you know, Mike McDaniels and, and a lot of that coaching staff left, right? And there's some newness to that offense. Um, so that's, it's a fun lens to look at Zach Wilson through. And, and a lot of my, um, scores that we'll get to here was me looking at how I graded it last year and then going from there based on what they did. And so this was, this was my, the player that I enjoyed the most so far to, to go through and score. So let's, let's start with it. Uh, we're going to start with coaching. We're going to look at the mm-hmm. Jets coaching staff and grade this on a one through five scale. Chris, do you have the actual scores we gave them last year up? I do. Yes. What would you like to know? For for each individual trait? Absolutely. Or just I'm, the total? I'm good at my job. No, the total and the individual I, grades. Wow. He, the backhanded smackdown, <laughs> know your role, shut your mouth <laughs> on Kyle Krabs here from Chris. Uh, what coaching grade did we give the Jets last year? You both gave them the same grade. You gave them a two. Okay. So, Joe, I don't know about you, but I've seen enough from Mike LaFleur. And uh, Robert Sala had the team playing hard, and obviously a defensive coach that didn't really have a lot of defensive help, and that's why you saw them go out and invest this offseason that side of the ball the way that they did. I felt inspired to give them a little bit of a bump in their score. I don't know about you. From a two. I, I did. I, I gave them. A, a slight bump. Um, Robert Saylor, head coach, like you said, Michael Furrow, the offensive coordinator, Rob Calabrese, the quarterback's coach. So the same cast of characters, but you'd like to continuity think that this right, continuity can be a good thing, especially year two of of a situation. That's that's good. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, I, I'm gonna, I gave it a two and a half, right? So I went from a two to a two and yep. a half. I couldn't, I couldn't put it at average. I didn't feel comfortable saying that this is like an average situation because this coaching staff still has a lot to prove. And I know that expectations weren't super high last year, but I think we can look at the defense and it would have hoped that a, a coach like Robert Salo would have had a little bit better results out of that group, despite, you know, some injuries that they've, that they've faced, you know, the worst defense the Jets have ever put on the field, right? Like, can you just not be that bad? From a point, from <laughs> like, a point scored perspective that, yeah. Right. Like be better than that. Um, but I think Lafleur has a, a a good recipe. Like the, schematically, I like what he presents for quarterbacks, and I think that he'll be better for everything that they went through last year. So the same group, I think they'll be a touch better. But I have no reason. I have I don't have a logical path that would convince me that this deserves to be a three, like an average situation. They still have a lot to prove. Okay, Jets fans, here's the deal. Um, I agree with everything Joe said, and if you were going to put him. On a three scale, which I thought about for a hot minute, uh, but decided it, it, it was probably just a little too rich just because there's a little bit too much unknown still. We need to see how this coaching staff performs with better talent, but the, mm-hmm. a lot of the better talent that they have now is young talent. So there, there's probably going to be some growing pain. So that's why continuity can be a good thing, right? Because the more you get of a sample size of one isolated variable, you can gain a better understanding of what it actually is. The good news is I'm higher than Joe. I gave this a two and three quarters. I took like oh. the coward's way out. All right. I was like, I I feel like it needs to be better than a two and a half, but I 
did kind of have like a principled like mm, I can't give it can't give it the three and and give it that tier of designation. So uh, I'm optimistic about the group. I like Robert Sala. I like Lafleur and what his scheme showcased last year. Uh, but I do agree with Joe that there's just a couple too many hollow points that we don't have information for for me right now to put it in that average bucket. All right, quarterback room. So along with Zach Wilson is Joe Flacco and Mike White. And compared to what this was last year when we had this conversation, right. which this I think it was like day. Mike White and some other rookie or something like that, like uh, it was not, it was, there was no quarterback on the Jets roster at this point last year that had thrown a I pass in an NFL game. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I will check this, but I believe it was Mike White and James Morgan. Was the third? Yeah, James Morgan. They cut. They cut James Morgan. Pour one out for the Toolsy product uh, from Florida International. All right, him and Jermaine Waller. Um, Well, look, (laughs) James Morgan could still play in the NFL. Um, Yeah, like just the fact that Joe Flacco's here, and what I like about Joe Flacco is. Long term, clearly Joe Flacco is fully aware of what he is now in the NFL. Right. And like, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to keep playing. He wants to, you know what I mean? Like this guy's made his money. He wants to continue to be part of a football team, which means he's embracing the role of a mentor. Right. And so you have that, you have Mike white who now has some game experience, way better situation around Zach Wilson in the quarterback room this year. In my mind, I gave it a four. Like, I, I think that veteran leadership and, like, where Joe is at with his personal development, it's it's perfect for a young guy like Zach. And obviously, Zach, I think, is physically capable of doing some things that Joe at his peak was not, right? I think Zach's more dynamic mm-hmm. as an athlete and can extend plays a little better than what Joe can. But, like, Joe had that down-the-field type of arm. And Joe also learned to work within the confines of mm-hmm. run-heavy offense. So I, I, I looked at the parallels in the presence of Joe Flacco and it's like, yes, this is the kind of quarterback mentor, not a Mitchell Trubisky. And I admire what Mitchell Trubisky can do for Kenny Pickett. Like we talked about earlier this week and certainly not anything like what CJ Beathard or, or Jake Luton can do for Trevor Lawrence, right? Like this is an example of providing some stewardship. You know, the, the coaching staff itself is young. I think the quarterbacks coach is in his third He's year. Real young. Yeah. Very young. Right. So Joe Flacco is probably the most important impressionable Mm -hmm. presence on Zach Wilson that exists in the organization. And I gave him a four for that. I didn't give my score, but I gave him a four as well. So we, we, we see this, we see this the same. Well done New York Jets in in correcting that. And it's funny how, I mean, you look at some of the recent examples of of teams doing this. Yeah. Like they correct like, like, Oh crap. Yeah. That wasn't a good idea. We're going to get this better. All right, O-line. Offensive line. That's correct. We we changed the order, so we're doing O-line first. Uh, mm-hmm. The good news is you brought in Lake and Tomlinson. Chris? This was always the order. I, I didn't correct you guys yesterday on this, but this was always – like this is the order I have it in in the spreadsheet from a year ago. So I don't know where the, the wires – I don't know where the wires got crossed, but we always went in this It's order. this guy. Okay. It's, it's him. Like offensive line always came first. It's his fault. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Yeah, so offensive line back on both of us. He's clapped back on both of <laughs> Jeez, us. Jeez, man. Woo. <laughs> Who the said the table is, here? 
I, I will. The good news is you sign okay. Lagan Tomlinson to go with Elijah Vera Tucker, right? To give you mm-hmm. two really good, strong, sturdy pillars on the inside. And then you have Connor McGovern penciled in at center right now. You have George Fant, uh, who played well last year for one tackle spot. You have Makai Becton, who you're hoping gets his career back on track. That sounds like the organization was a little bit down on him based off of the way last year went and conditioning and weight management and all that kind of stuff. They drafted Max Mitchell uh, in the fourth round, which could not be any more of a polar opposite player than what Makai Becton <laughs> is. So I, I certainly Boy. admire the contrast that exists there. Um, and they had, was it Riley Reefin for a workout today? Yeah, I had that written down in my notes. Yeah. Sign his ass. Like, so, seriously. <laughs> go ahead, New York. Like, it, right. it'll probably give you an extra half point in your offensive line grade for me. Just to for, get another veteran. It will for me as well. Experienced player. And like, we're dead ass. We're not joking. Like, it it would. Right. Uh, I gave them a three. Um, you'd really like to have seen them get uh, another security blanket for the Makai Becton situation other than Max Mitchell, who I do not think from a strength and conditioning perspective is ready to play at the NFL level. Um, but you like that you have an interior trio and pillars uh, yeah. in the middle who you, you feel pretty good about. And George Fant, you're looking to see if he can replicate last year and he should be motivated to do that, right? In, in angling for a new contract. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's some... Some things to like here. I just think there's a little bit of a glass ceiling and the depth is still a little bit of a concern as well. Yep. Fully on board with all of your sentiments there. Um, Middle three looks really strong. Connor McGovern had a pretty good year last year. George Fant, you know, like it was his only good year, but there's no reason to think that he won't replicate that and be perhaps even better in a contract season. McKay Becton's the wild card, but you know, you, you you have a couple guys that have been around in Connor McDermott and Chuma Adoga behind him. You said them, you know, they mentioned you mentioned they drafted Max Mitchell. Potentially Riley Reef is added to this mix. I think you at least have an average offensive line here. And that's a Riley Reef. Riley Reef is three probably, and a half. Yeah, I mean, he's automatically your third best tackle, right? Yes, and, and you feel at really worst. good about if Becton flames out or whatever, you know, so. Right. Right. You, I'm with you, you might get Three. more consistent play. You wouldn't get the same splashiness, but you might get more consistent play with Riley. And like Riley's on the tail end of his career and, and like is on the downturn. And like we acknowledge that, but yeah, like the highs and lows of Makai Becton and the availability questions just scares the hell out of me. And like you mentioned, uh, make, uh, who is it? Connor McDermott and Chuma Idoga is the bet. Like, yeah, hard pass, hard pass. Give me somebody who you feel like can step in the line. Chris, Chris knows. Don't want to see. If those At least guys those are, guys have been around. If They've been around. Guys, if those, I don't care. If those guys step on the field in 2022, you'll see me in the in the mock draft machine. There are teams with far worse third and fourth tackle situations than a couple of experienced players in Edolga and Connor McDermott. Or Connor, uh, yeah, Connor McDermott. All right, we got. Are you key? No, this is this is that's a no, good friggin' take that I no, just had. Joe, I like it's not a very exciting take, but it's a true take. I might be too close to home on this one, but I, I do not agree. I You know what? I, I agree with Kyle. This is nuts. Fine. I'll take it this right. The Put New on the York full Jets thir- No, the New York Jets <laughs> third and fourth tackles in Chuma Idoga and Connor McDermott right now is not the worst situation in the NFL. Then why are you saying that Riley Reeves would give him an extra half a point by himself if they signed him? 
because he's going to upgrade that situation. But I'm not going to sit here and act like this is the worst mm. depth at tackle in the league. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I feel Jordan, good about that, that being a reasonable take. I didn't say it was a I'm good situation. I said line play. it's not that bad. <laughs> This All right, is, I can't believe I'm being challenged on that. That's like a reasonable take. What what tenure players in the league? Yes, yeah, you three. Gave, gave gave a three. Okay, so so far through three of the six, you and I are separated by a quarter of a point. Right, and they're, Which gets they're us pacing to run much game. better than they were last year. Yes. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he saved with auto approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto approved connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork. Yes, even the DMV, making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? by instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with AutoApprove, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, AutoApprove was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through auto approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level. When you refinance with auto approve, put more money in your pocket for what matters most to find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cash back offer. Visit autoapprovecom slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B-L-E-A-V. Run game, which is, of course, the offensive line that we just discussed, which the addition of Lake and Tomlinson, Tomlinson should really elevate the run blocking. And then you have Brees Hall, who the, the Jets picked early, right? The high 30s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, traded up him. for him. They, yeah, they, want, they wanted Brees Hall to go with Michael Carter, a fourth-round pick from last year who – provided some good flashes, and then you know, Ty Johnson and Ty Coleman. I, I think Brees Hall adds something to this running back situation. I, I do. Um, I, I don't love Brees Hall. Yeah, I think we've all been through that. I kind of thought of him as a height, weight, speed guy with some appealing pass-catching ability, but I, I question some of the vision and decision-making and nuance as a runner. Um, so I don't – I personally don't look at the addition of Brees Hall and say, wow, they got themselves a real difference maker at running back. I think he could be an X factor. He can matter. Um, but like I, again, he's he doesn't move the needle that much for me. So I have this as a two and a half, slightly below average, because I think you have a lot of unproven things here. You have some dynamic ability that's intriguing, but there's nothing really overly proven to look at from this running back situation. And you have a lot of young players and I don't want to rehash everything I talked about yesterday with the young running backs around Trevor Lawrence, but you just don't like in pass pro and stuff. You have a lot of inexperience there. I think that's a great, great point. Obviously this being the, the run game dynamic specifically, I gave it a three. Um, I, I think if you're going to peg a system for Brees Hall to go to, this is the one, right? It's this one. This, sure. 
yeah. wide zone system is the one to optimize him because you are going to press the edge. And if the door shut, you are literally just going to go gap by gap out the back door until you find real estate. Now, how much he consistently creates chunk gains, we're, we're going to find out. I tend to side with you in agreeance on like, I know there there's some out there. I know the fantasy community is like super high on Brees. And I, I get why from an athletic profile perspective and from a production perspective, but I do have the same questions that you do about the vision and the consistency after contact. I think he averaged like right around two and a half yards after contact, which like, who put the chart out? It was uh, Justin Mello was put me. the chart out in the, you put the, the chart out? No, I did the I, – I brought to everyone's attention the statistic about his yards after contact within the, the Big 12. I think he was like 18th out of 22 running backs that had over 50 carries last year. So, so Justin Mello in our staff chat posted, because we're talking about B. John Robinson today in the staff meeting, and it is a chart of yards after contact per attempt and then broken tackles on the other axis – and Bijan is in a, just in a class of his own. He's and Bre- in his own galaxy. Uh, Brees Hall also is one of the names that's on the list, so that is what Kyle is referencing. Yeah, and he is significantly below average in yards after contact per rush attempt. So it's like, yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a big body, but I think you and I would both agree he didn't necessarily run to the expectations you would have for somebody of his frame with consistency. So... Just put your head down and and run somebody over, right? You know, be be a little bit more assertive to fall forward for two yards uh, instead of trying to make, make guys miss as often as he did at Iowa State would be what I would hope to see for for Brees in this offense. Chris, I know we're up against it and we have more to get to, but I'd love to hear if you had any um, thoughts or um, information you can share with us based on what the training camp reports are for Brees Hall and what he's doing. Yeah, I I know it's OTAs. He's not pads, but sure. I think the early inclination is they are going to feature Brees Hall as the lead back and Michael Carter as the complimentary piece, similarly to the way Michael Carter was used in North Carolina with Javante Williams. That is how I see this playing out. Um, I don't think they trade up for a guy uh, and talk about him being one of their, the top players on their board. And then him in a, not featured role in this offense. So if I had to guess, Brees Hall is RB1 on the depth chart with Michael Carter as RB2. Um, that is the expectation I have for this team going into the 2022 season. Uh, Joe, what did you give running back? What did you give the run game? Two and a half. You gave it a two and a half. Okay, just want to make sure that... Mm-hmm. And I gave sure. it a three. Yes, okay. Okay. Well, pass catchers? Yes, sir. Active in free agency, adding some tight ends to the mix. Right, they added Uzoma and the the Minis Conklin. Right, were the Tyler Conklin. Added? Yep, man, and I, drafted I Rucker. That tight end duo, <laughs> and drafted yeah. Rucker. I love that tight end group for them. That's a really good group. Um, you obviously have Elijah Moore coming into year two. You drafted Garrett Wilson with one of your three first round picks. Uh, you have Corey Davis, who is under contract and you know came from Tennessee after having a breakout year. You've got some nice complimentary skills amongst those players um i like it i think there's some significant questions with two out of the three at wide receiver as far as youth and sample size and consistency and um even Corey davis has has consistency 
questions. I mean, his breakout versus what he's did before his contract year and what he's done since his contract year is, is enough for, for me to like this group, but not be head over heels with this group. I don't know if you would agree. Yeah, I feel, I feel similarly. I, I like the way that it's come together, especially with the tight ends. I think those guys, Uzoma and Conklin will really help uh, Zach Wilson play within structure more consistently and, and use the middle yeah. of the field and just stay in rhythm. Uh, I love the idea of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and and how they can work together. You know, there's a lot that they need to prove. I liked how Braxton Berrios stepped up last year. I like what Corey Davis has flashed at times. So there's a lot to like here. And, and then, of course, they have two good pass catchers out of the backfield in Carter and Hall, right? Or I think they'll make an, an impact f- from that. But is there a go-to guy? Is there a guy that's third and six, we're targeting him, everybody knows that he's going to get open and catch a football and move the sticks? You know, is there a true go-to presence here? I'm not sure that that exists. Maybe that can be Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore, but there's a lot to prove there. I like to make up this room a whole lot more than I did last year. But I, I get, like you Correct. said, I'm not head over heels. It's, it's good, though. It's good. I, I gave it a three. Gave it a three and a half. Okay. So, yeah, we're in the same ballpark. Uh, I This is the first one that I, I've consistently looked at and been like, man, like, y'all are doing it the right way. You know, you're, you're really stacking your personnel. Now, some of those mm-hmm. will be hits. Some of those will be misses. We don't know which right. is which. But, like, that's why we're a little apprehensive in staying in the middle because we don't, assuming everybody's going to go on, here we go, I'm going to try this again. A trajectory like this, <laughs> assuming everybody's going to go up and to the right, right? And that nobody's going to not work out or materialize. Nobody's going to struggle. Nobody's going to regress. Like, assuming that is such a dangerous game and it so very rarely happens like that, that like, that I think we're just protecting ourselves with the numbers that we're giving while acknowledging the skill sets that exist and we like a lot of the dynamics that are in place. Defensively, to close this thing out, um, Mm-hmm. Nowhere to go but up. Um, obviously, some some new additions here that I think will be helpful. Uh, Sauce Gardner, top five pick at corner, signing DJ Reed. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner, excuse me, is healthy. He's back. Carl Lawson is healthy and back. Um, some more depth on this defensive line with bringing in guys like Solomon Thomas, drafting a, a Jermaine Johnson. Uh, Jacob Martin, kind of an underrated signing as well. Personnel-wise, they're a better team, right, defensively this year. There's there's no question about that. And they have a lot to prove, though, because they set a very low bar last year. And obviously, Robert Saleh has a really good resume of coaching defense in the NFL, but he's got to prove it with this group, and it's got to come together. So I, I took the same approach that I did kind of with the coaching staff and said, hey, I, I think this can get to a three, but I, I, I got to see it. So I gave it a two and a half. I am assuming health in Carl Lawson and gave it a three. I think it's all right. Uh, I like some dynamics. I still think in the back seven, specifically up the middle, I think you, you're you going to need more eventually down the road. Um, but the front's really good. And the corner has a lot, the corner room has a lot of potential. So if I feel like you're good up front and I think your corner is in a better situation. Uh, now, I understand we played an extra game last year and the Jets set the, the franchise record, but, you know, they set the franchise record by 47 points. They gave up 27 points in week 18. They were still – their 16th game sample size was still the worst in franchise history. And the second worst was 2020. And the fourth worst was 2018. So, like, we've been on a tough trajectory here for quite yeah. a bit defensively for New York. Relative to what those expectations are, 
getting Carl Lawson back. Now, if Carl Lawson doesn't come back and stay healthy, like, yeah, I'm probably going to end up having some questions again. But I really like the front. I think they got a lot of depth up front, and I feel much better about the cornerback room, even though I would probably have liked them to get another starting caliber player in that room. Uh, I'm not crazy about the linebackers or the safeties just yet, but uh, I think they have enough to work with here to, to be much better than what they have been. I think the success of the 2022 New York Jets defense will be tied to whether or not they can stop the run. Can they? I, they have some really nice penetration style players. Jermaine Johnson should be a really good run defender. Mm-hmm. But last year, this D line got pushed around, and Fali Fadikasi mm-hmm. might have been their best run defender, and he's not there anymore. So, like, do they have a do they have a one tech? Do you look at this roster and feel like they have a one tech for an even front defense? I I don't want to speak out of turn. One minute, please. <laughs> I don't see a one tech here, man. Tanzel Smart. We can find one. Let's hope. Maybe not on the roster, but we can find one. <laughs> we'll find one. We'll find one. Uh, so, so what's the Chris, survey say here, Chris? Final scores for the 2022 Zach Wilson situation. Um, Kyle, you came in at an 18.75, up from the 13.5 you gave in 2021. And Joe, you gave it an 18 compared to the 12 you gave it in 2021. <laughs> it's a big uh, jump, Joe. You yeah, both, it's a big you both six obvi- points, baby. You you both obviously think this situation is better in 2022 than Trevor Lawrence's. Kyle, you still think Kenny Pickett's situation this year is better? Joe, you do not. You, th- you think uh, Zach's situation is better than Kenny? And if we were comparing it Ooh. to last year, uh, Zach would be for Joe. For you, he, he would be in the same spot. He would be in fifth, but he would be just point seven five behind Justin Fields. And for you, Kyle, uh, Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson would flip um, in that in that on that list. So there you have it. We got takes on takes tomorrow. Plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks to our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great day. Talk to you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.